Merry Christmas, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that you are well today. Well, the day is finally upon us. The preparations are over, I hope. And it's time to celebrate the coming of our King into the world to save us from our sins. And it is truly amazing. God with us. If you didn't know, that's what Emmanuel means. And such a birth. Not in a palace, a for a fancy venue, a political center, not even a city considered holy, at least at the time of his birth. Nope, he was born in some backwater town that's probably being bombed right now. That's where Jesus was born. And while it's a terrible tragedy to see how humans inflict suffering on each other, I think it terribly appropriate that Jesus was born in a place so torn by suffering. For this is why he came to save us from our sins, sins that we are born with, sins that we have committed, or done by our failures to act correctly. This is the true meaning of Christmas, that God loved us so much that he gave up the ultimate in comfort, in luxury, in power, in accolades, to be born in some nasty farm animal shelter, laid in a food trough, unremarked by the political class, the wealthy, or the influential. I think it's a beautiful thing, and it's meaningful that God's messengers bypassed all these and put on a show of shows for the poor, for the class of people that many distrusted because of their social standing. It shows us that Jesus came for us all from the bottom up, without exception without regard to class, race, or culture. We all need to be made right with God. And Jesus fulfilled that perfectly as he grew, became a man, and fulfilled all that was prophesied about him. And then he died on the cross for our sins. And after the third day, he rose again. So let us celebrate as we are and marvel at what God has done for us. If you're listening to this podcast on the 24th of December when it's published, you probably still have time to attend the church service. We have two services today. One at 9 a.m., which is a children's service, but it's for adults too. And at 6.30 p.m., a traditional candlelight service. I hope that you can come. And if it's too late, don't be shy to get out that dusty Bible and read the Word today. Our sermon for this Christmas comes to us from Pastor Allard of St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Merry Christmas to all of you. The Word of God before us today comes to us from 1 Thessalonians 5. I read just a small section. Rejoice. Always. Pray. Continually. Give thanks. In all circumstances. So far, the word. What is the Christmas spirit? What is that thing? I mean, do you have it? We might get a whole lot of many different explanations as to what people think it is, but I think if you hear them all, it all boils down to a mood? Yeah, right? Just a mood. 
And some suggest that there is something in the air this time of year, which is a, it's a turn of phrase, but it's kind of freaky. I hope it's not something in the air. Some people joke and they say, oh, it's, it's something in the eggnog. That's all it is. That's all the Christmas spirit is. And as people say these kind of things, they do. Their point is that we should be happier. That at this time of year, people have a spring in their step. I mean, after all, it's a time of, of sharing, of giving, of rejoicing. So do you have it? I mean, after all, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Right? Andy Williams saying that. I think he's the original one who sang that. And so if Andy says it's the most wonderful time, it is, right? You should be happy. Is your heart filled with joy automatically because it's this time of year? But actually, if we get an answer to this, do you have the Christmas spirit? Many people might say, it might even be most people might say, nah, no. They might be so honest as to say that. Because if we get realistic about this time, this is a time when, dare I say it, when many people are actually more sad. And do I even have to get into the reasons for that? I don't think so. I think we readily understand it. And during the season, there's also a greater struggle against temptations. You know, one of them we mentioned a couple weeks ago, alcohol, but that's not the only one. The food, the amazing food that's put in front of us at this time of year, the temptation to, to eat all of it. And then you put on top of that the jealousy. That person got that gift and I didn't. And it's not just for kids. You look across the street and you go, really? Dude. You just bought your, your wife a brand new car for Christmas, right? Jealousy happens no matter what your age is. So with all these things, that's why we will keep, I think it's best to keep what the world thinks of as the Christmas spirit. Let it be kept from movies like The Christmas Carol. And I love that movie. It's a great movie. But let the world's way of thinking about the Christmas spirit stay there. We have real reason for real joy. So come, let us reason together and listen, believe when God says he can give us true Christmas spirit. We kind of have to go to the end of our lesson to see the reason that God can give us the true Christmas spirit. And it, and it sounds too simple. God is faithful. Is there any better place or time to go to demonstrate that truth that God is faithful than the life and ministry of Jesus Christ? His faithfulness. Right from the start when John the Baptist shocked dozens, even hundreds of souls, and all those faces turned when he said, look, somebody in the crowd, he pointed to a specific person and everybody turns, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I always think of John the Baptist as like shouting everything. Maybe he did that too. But as we think about that, those heady days when those first disciples of John actually went over to Jesus and started following him. One of those was the Apostle John. And Jesus started to gather his group. And finally, when they were ready, he went back to John at the shore of the Sea of Galilee and his brother and their fishing partners and said, come and follow me. Their group was getting bigger. Jesus was being faithful in the midst of all of this. 
And then Jesus beginning to do things that blew their minds, things they had never seen before, as he would tell a person to see when they had never been able to see. But the faithfulness of Jesus shone brightest in those darker days. When Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem on that final trip, and Thomas, the one we always remember for doubting, says to the rest of the disciples, let us also go to Jerusalem so that we may die with Jesus. He got it. He understood what was at stake for Jesus. And what a great commitment. They were all going to be faithful to Jesus, even unto death, until one of their own betrayed them. And he told the bad guys where Jesus was out there in the hills overlooking Jerusalem in that garden that nobody would have even thought of looking for, for Jesus. But there they got him. Because of that betrayal, away from the crowds, because they didn't want the crowds to riot, no crowds around, and they were able to arrest Jesus because of that betrayal. And except for Peter, who quickly brought out a sword, and Jesus told him, this is not the way, and then what happened? They were all faithless. They ran. But Jesus remained faithful and allowed himself to be bound and taken away to his supposed trial. This is the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, put on before us, on display for all the world to see so that we understand he truly does what he says. And then our lesson brings it to us. God is faithful. And he will show that faithfulness by sanctifying you and I, making us holy through and through. In fact, he is going to make us so holy that on the last day, on the day of judgment, God will look at us and say, blameless. That is the culmination of God's entire plan of faithfulness. And then joy happens. And yes, it is just like that. When we understand the faithfulness of God, joy happens. And I want to be careful. This is where we make this distinction about how Christians use this term in a way that nobody else does. There is emotional joy, right? That is a thing. And it's wonderful. That joy that God gives to us sometimes bubbles up into this emotional joy as well. There's emotional times. One of them's coming. Maybe this year you have more kids and grandkids coming than you ever have for years. And you get to open that door and see their faces and tell them that's where we're all sitting and you got the meal. It's great. It's not just times like that though, is it? It's when you as a son or daughter are blindsided by your parents when they tell you, guess where we're going, kids? And you go... Where? And they say, Disneyland or Universal Studios. And you as, you as kids are like, no way. And they are like, yes way. And then you as kids are like, yes. The dream is real. There's emotional joy. It's awesome. There's also those times, maybe for somebody who have a more scholarly mind, a scholarly bent, where they read an edifying book that just expands their mind. They might not call it joy, but it's satisfaction. They understand more than they did. Or it could be the scientific mind. 
who finally has that moment where they say, Eureka, I have found the cure for cancer and not just one type, all of them. This is going to extend millions of lives, billions, joy. And then there's the greatest joy. And I'm going to tell you, it comes to us, the greatest joy that God can afford us and give us, it comes to us through, our lesson says it, testing, prophecy. Now that might seem a strange connection, but is it? Nowadays we would say, since God has indicated to us that his scriptures are complete, we would say, test every message. And that when we test those messages, the ability to say, that's, that's the truth, that they're speaking like God does, and I know that. I'm going to hold on to that. And then those other things where they say, they sound so smooth, and they're smiling all the time, these people, but that person is not speaking what God does. I am rejecting that. That ability to have light, to walk through the darkness of this world, the darkness of lies, is where joy comes from. Because how else would we know the greatest joy that God came in the flesh unless we could hold on to the good and reject the bad? How would you know that? That that's the truth? How would you know that Jesus came so that there is peace on earth, goodwill to men, unless you can hold on to the good and reject the bad? Dear friends, how would we know especially since we have not even seen Jesus, what is truth? Listen to 1 Peter 1. It says, Though you have not seen Jesus, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. How would you know that joy? Unless you can hold on to the truth and reject a lie. Or let's take it right back to those times when we don't have emotional joy, but the joy is still there. James 1, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then go right back to the source of all joy. Hebrews chapter 12 says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. What was that joy set before Jesus? He would get you. That's why he resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And even when all the disciples were falling away, he remained faithful. And he sought through to the end. His joy is getting you. So God is faithful. Yes, his promises never fail. God is with us, just like he promised. Mary, she did give birth to a son without any husband involved, just God. God is now the wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, just like he promised. If we want to find true Christmas spirit, then simply look to the written word of God. You need look no further than the manger and the cross and that empty tomb. 
And then for the rest of our lives, we test. Test every whim that comes out of here. Test every message that comes from another person. Test every leader and preacher who says, thus says the Lord, with great confidence. Test every single one of them by the words of the God-man who came in the flesh so that peace may truly reign on earth. Cherish that message that comes from the word because wrapped in that message are the most beautiful promises of Jesus Christ, bought by Christ, carried to you by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I can't guarantee to you that every time this season comes around that you're going to have emotional joy. I can't do that. And you should not be happy at this time of year just because other people say you should be happy. That kind of Christmas spirit, it can come and it can go. We got something way better. The true Christmas spirit comes, the joy of Jesus Christ comes by knowing my sin is forgiven. There that is again. True Christmas spirit, joy comes from knowing God is faithful. And it comes from knowing he makes a promise. And he will do it. Amen. I sincerely pray that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Didn't get enough of God's Word? Are you missing out on that in-person fellowship? We hold divine services right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. We also live stream our Sunday divine service at 8 a.m. You can ensure that you are notified when a stream is live or a new podcast is available by subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's easy to find by typing in St. Mark Bemidji in the search bar and clicking on the subscribe button. Want to listen to meditations the way I do every day? Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Go to podcastindex.org and search for St. Mark Bemidji to find us. This is our fifth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarksbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again www.stmarksbemidji.org. May God bless the rest of your day.